always seeking God and, and on what to say at, the, at any particular service that I'm ministering. And uh, because I know we, we uh, hear a lot of scriptures, the same scriptures, we hear a lot of people on the... But, but the Bible is, uh, talks about how we get things through repetition. In fact, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And I got news for you. If you read the Bible, if you read uh, uh, the Bible uh, every day, uh, you're going to be reading the same books over and over again. I mean, it's just going to happen. And uh, if you, uh, I kind of like going through the New Testament and then starting back over the New Testament and then starting back over the New Testament and going like that. And then, of course, then I'll jump through the epistles and such as that. And, and I try to read a proverb every day. And uh, so, you know, we're going to read the same things over and over and over again. And I found this out reading, reading the book of Proverbs. I was doing, doing it on my iPad because I can read it in so many different translations. And, but uh, I start reading it back in my Bible, and uh, I'll sit there with a pen. And uh, here I, I've read, I don't know how many times I've read through the book of Proverbs. And the thing about it is I'll have that pen, and I'll read and start marking, underlining some more stuff in there that just jumped out to me at this particular time. So I'm praying that what I have to say to you today, it's not going to be anything you haven't heard, but it's going to be something that you need to realize is truth. And Jesus said this, you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. He said, the truth that you know will set you free. And the Bible says, here's the way. And if you read it in John chapter eight, here's what he said. He said, if you continue in my word, then you will know the truth, and the truth that you know will set you free or bring freedom in your life. See, the word of God has the power to free you. The word of God has the power to free you in every area of your life. And you got to know what it says. Hosea says, for, uh, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So it does hurt us not to, not to know some. Somebody says, well, uh, uh, what you don't know can't harm you. Well, what you t- don't know could destroy you. I'm telling you something. You need to know some things. We need, we need to know something to keep us from freaking out. And there's a lot of people. I, I was reading a story uh, about a, a young lady. I guess she was a young lady that told a story, and it plopped up on my phone And uh, about this virus. Uh, she, didn't, she don't have the virus, but she lost her job. And uh, she said, she was saying on that report, she said, I have no money, I have no food, and I, and I got a, a, a mother that's hurting, and she's, uh, uh, she's sick, and I'm taking care of her. And she said, I don't know what I'm going to do. Nobody can help me. Well, I got news for you. I know you're not watching this right now, but God can help you. God can help you, and he can hook people up with you to help you. Because God uses people, by the way. I I know y'all know that. God uses people to help people. Amen. You see it everywhere, all over the news, as people's helping. And so, uh, but this morning, I had had my message already ready, but this morning I woke up with this verse, with these verses right here. And uh, I, as I was laying in bed this morning, they, this was going over in my, in my heart. And uh, so I felt like God wanted me to start with it, and it's in the book of James, chapter 1. It's in the book of James, chapter 1. God, pray, I pray your anointing upon your word today, and I pray your anointing upon the ears to hear what you have to say today, that when we get done in this service today, there's going to be encouragement, there's going to be trust, there's going to be confidence, there's going to be peace, there's going to be joy flooding people's hearts and their minds. 
In verse 22, it says this, and this was the verse that I woke up to this morning. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, uh, deceiving yourselves. And uh, the Amplified Bible says, but be doers of the word, obey the message, and not merely listeners to it betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. I'm going to tell you something right now. When you uh, hear the Word of God and we don't do it, here's what the Lord, He was even ministering to me before I ever got up. And He said many people, they hear the Word of God, but they don't do the Word of God, and they're deceived in thinking it's going to work out even when they're not doing what God says to do, and it won't. That's basically the Bible says you're misleading yourself. You're misleading yourself. Now listen to what it says in verse 23. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. And I can pretty well guarantee everybody watching me, maybe everybody's watching me. I know everybody in this, with me right now looked in the mirror this morning. I can tell they looked in the mirror and I can't see you. So I don't know if you looked in the mirror or not. But anyway, he says, when we look into the Word of God, we behold ourselves. Did you know that? We behold ourselves. We behold who we are. We behold how God sees us. And God wants us to see us the way He sees us. And the Bible says He's like a man looking into the Word. And if He's not a doer of the Word, if He don't do it, He's like a person who looks at His face in the mirror, and then as soon as He lives, He forgets what He looks like. And if we're not careful, we can look into the Word of God and when situations arise in our lives, we can forget what we read. We can forget what God said. But that's not what God wants us to do. It goes on to say, but he who looks into the perfect law... Verse, let me, let me, uh, 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 verse 24 says, For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, that's the word of God, and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one, listen to this, this one will be blessed in what he does. He's talking about looking in the Word of God, hanging on to the Word of God, persevere and stay in the Word of God. He says when you do that, you're going to be blessed in what you do. So the Word is so important, and we're hearing a lot of stuff. We hear a lot of people uh, preaching about fear not, and we need to hear it because, dear Lord, we need to fear not, praise God, because God don't want you uh, to, to live in fear. So trust the Word of God. Listen to me. I, I rely upon the Word of God. You rely upon the Word of God. I I I quote the Word of God. I I, I reflect it back to God. I put Him in remembrance of His Word. And not only do I put God in remembrance of His Word, I put myself in remembrance of His Word. I need to remember what He said in the trying times that come upon us. And they do. Jesus said, in the world you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Why Why should we get in a good cheer? Because He's overcome the world. Because He overcame it for us. So we can be overcomers in it. And I want to uh, go to another uh, passage of Scripture. It's in John 14.1. We all know this. You've heard me preach it a humpteen dozen times. You've heard people preach it. I've quoted it at funerals, no telling how many times. But I want to just read verse 1. 
I'm going to minister just a minute on that one. And uh, it says, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And I'm telling something, that verse is so powerful and profound. It's uh, in the New Living Translation. It says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and, all, and trust also in me. This is Jesus saying it. Trust in God. Listen, if I can tell you anything this morning that, that you need to hear, trust in God. Trust God. Trust what he says. Trust what he's done. Praise God. I like what the Message Bible says. It says, don't let this throw you. Don't let this throw you. All this uh, uh, stuff that's going on in the world, this confusion, this chaos, this, this pandemic, don't let this throw you. You trust God, don't you? Trust me. You trust God, don't you? Trust me. And he said, don't let this throw you. I'm thinking, that's pretty interesting because I've never, I don't guess I've ever, ever read it in the Message Bible. Don't let this throw you. Listen to me. If you let this thing throw you, you're going to live in fear. You can't let it throw you. And it's amazing. I, I, I thought of something. It's amazing when you can hear Scripture in a certain way and it brings back a memory to you. And this kind of brought back a memory to me when I read this particular uh, 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 translation of it when it says, don't let this throw you. Well, I got to thinking about years ago. It's been quite a few years ago. I bought a horse. I bought this horse at the cow sale. Beautiful horse. He was a one-year-old, and he was so pretty. He was so pretty, and I got him cheap, so I bought him. And so he was halter broke. He was gentle, and I took him home, and I worked with him because he's only one years old. So I couldn't, I couldn't ride him. He was too young. But uh, I, I worked with him. I would saddle him. I would take the saddle off, throw the saddle all over him. He would just stand there. I did all this stuff. I did this for, uh, gosh, until he got almost two years old, about eighteen months old. And I would, I would get on him, I would sit on him, I would, I would just sit there and wiggle all over him, I'd do all this, and man, I'm telling you what, my, I'm all, I'm all pumped up about this horse, he's so, he was so pretty and so gentle, and, uh, and so, uh, I, one day I, I walked out there and I, I told Linda before I left the house, I'm gonna ride, his name was Tico, and, uh, and I said, I'm gonna ride him today, and I said, there's no way that horse will buck, there's no way he'll buck, and he's so gentle. And so I walked out there. I put a saddle on him. I lunged him. I did everything I knew to do. I got on, got off, and did everything. I, and on, I just had a halter on. I just had a halter on him, and, and, uh, and I, I was in a round pen. And so I sit on that horse for a little while, and I'm thinking, well, he's, he's all right. He ain't going to hurt me. And, and so I'm just sitting there just as loose and comfortable and confident and at peace, and I kicked him. And something happened when I kicked him. All the gentleness left. He wasn't so gentle no more. He, he throwed me, and he went up like a rocket. He throwed me, and it hurt me. And I'm telling you something. Here's why he throwed me. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't expecting it, and I was not holding on. I was not holding on. I broke horses in my life. I rode bareback broncs in rodeos. I've done all those. We, we, I've been thrown a humpteen dozen times off of horses uh, and all these things. But something happened that day. When he throwed me, I broke three of my ribs, thought I broke my leg, and uh, I, was, I was hurting so bad. And I, he sat there and looked at me and like, uh, what's up? And I knew this. I know this much about a horse. 
You have to get back on. And so I'm thinking, i got to get back on that little thing. And so I walked over there, and I crawled back on that horse, but I did not kick him. And he just stood there, and I got back off. And I took him somewhere else where somebody could ride him, and he bucked them too. But here's what I want you to, I want you to hear. When that horse threw me, because first of all, I wasn't expecting him to th- buck. I wasn't prepared for him to buck. I wasn't holding on. I wasn't prepared. He probably wouldn't have threw me off if I'd have been prepared or ready. But something happened that day. Fear come in me. Fear came of being thrown off. And I, every time I get on a horse now, there's that element I have to deal with every single time. Whether I know they're not going to buck or not, there's that element that that's good because it hurt me. I mean, I'd never been hurt getting thrown off a horse before, but I got hurt on that horse. And the thing about it is, is that when I read this, it says, don't let this throw you. So if you're not going to let this throw you, you've got to be prepared. And you've got to be holding on. Holding on to what? The Word. Holding on to God. Holding fast to your confession of faith without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. You can't allow these circumstances and situations to throw you off your faith. To throw you off your hope. Hold on to your faith. Hold on to your hope, your confidence in God. And don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. So it's up to us not to let our hearts be disturbed and agitated. In fact, that's what the Amplified says it like this. It says, do not let your hearts be troubled, distressed and agitated. You believe in and adhere to and and trust in and rely on God. Believe in, adhere to, and trust in, rely upon also on me. And listen to me. You've got to hang on to God, hang on to his word. To adhere to means to be joined to. You need to adhere, be joined to God, or, or to held in contact with God. It's to cleave to God. It's to be attached to God. It's to remain fixed with God, either by personal union or conformity of faith. It means to be consistent. I'm telling you, we've got to adhere to God. We need to stay with God, stick with God, because I promise you this, He's going to stick with you. He is not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. That's what He said in His Word. Amen? Rely means this because He said we need to rely upon it. It means to rest on something. To rest on something. And it also means, it says to rest on something as the mind when satisfied of the veracity in integrity or ability of persons or of the certainty of the facts or of the evidence above all things, we rely on the mercy and the promises of God. That which is the ground of confidence is a certainty or full conviction that satisfies the mind and leaves it at rest or undisturbed by doubt. I'm telling you, God wants us to stick with Him. Amen? Praise God. So you can be confident that if God's going to stick with you, you need to at least stick with Him. Amen? Praise God. Let me read another passage in uh, 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 John 14. We're already in John 14. We're going to go to John 14. Let's see what verse is it. It's 26. Verse 26. And I'm going to read this in... Well, I can't seem to get off of James. Y'all hang on with me. 14. 
26. In the Amplified, listen to what it says in the Amplified. Jesus said, but the Comforter, the Counselor, the Helper, the Intercessor, Advocate, Strengthener, Standby. Isn't it amazing what he says of the Holy Spirit? And where is he at? He's in us. He's with us. He's for us. He can't, he's not going to leave us. And he said he's a counselor. You need to talk to somebody. Hello. He's the wisest person you can talk to. Smartest. Now, there ain't nothing wrong with talking to other counselors. The Bible says there's wisdom in the multitude of counselors. But I'm here to tell you right now, you have a counselor living on the inside of you. You can sit back and talk to him and get excellent counsel. He's your helper. He's your helper. You need help? Hello? He's your helper. Where's he at? He's in you. He's with you. He's your advocate, like a lawyer, pleading your case. Glory to God. He's your strengthener. You need strength? He's your strengthener. He's your standby. That means he's right there with you. He's right with you. He's by your side, with you constantly. It says, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things and he will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. Has anything come back up that you have been taught or you or, or that you had read in the Bible or heard somebody preach in all this situation that's going on in the world today? I'm going to tell you something. You need to allow the Holy Ghost to remind you of who you are and whose you are. Glory to God. You need to be reminded that God cares. Because I guarantee there's a lot of people saying, God, don't you even care? Don't you see my situation? Well, sure he does. And he cares, amen? He goes on to say in uh, uh, verse 27, peace I leave with you. Peace I leave with my own peace. I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not, listen to this, he says it again, said it in verse 1, says it again in verse 27. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Don't let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. That tells me that I have control over whether I fear or not. You have control of whether you fear or not. You do not have to fear. And that's why the Bible says, fear thou not, time after time after time after time in the Word. Notice what it says. And do not allow yourselves to be hearts to be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Listen to what, listen to what it says in Amphi. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. Honey, listen to me. When you start getting a little irritated and agitated and, and you're starting to get disturbed about some things, you need to say, hold on, and you're going to call yourself by name and you need to talk to yourself. Don't tell me you don't talk to yourself. You talk to yourself all the time. People talk to them. I, f- I find myself talking to myself all the time. And not only do I, talk, do I talk to myself all the time, I repeat myself. You say, you always have to repeat yourself. I just do. They say I pre- repeat myself here. It says, and do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. He's telling us we can do something about that, but you're going to have to have the knowledge to do it. You have to have the Word of God to do it. Jesus used the Word when He dealt with the enemy in Luke chapter, uh, Luke chapter 4. 
And I'm telling you, we're going to have to deal with the devil the same way, with the Word of God. Hallelujah. Fear not. Just say it. Fear not. Say it. Fear not. I'm telling you, you need to say it over yourself. I will not fear. You need to tell your children and say, we are not going to fear. We're not going to fear. We're not going to fear. I'm not going to fear. Say it with me. Make it personal. I'm not going to fear. My family's not going to fear. We are not going to fear. And when that thoughts come up, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do about your food? What are you going to do about your clothing? What are you going to do about your house rent? What are you going to do? You're going to go right, you're going to rush your little self right over to, uh, to uh, Matthew chapter 6 and you're going to look down at verse 25 and you're going to hear Jesus shout in your ears, Don't worry. Don't worry. That's what Jesus said. Red letters, don't worry. So he wouldn't tell us not to worry if we could not not worry. Does that make, did that make any sense? So we're not going to have to worry. You, listen, you don't know how many times I have read that passage all the way down to the last verse. And I think it's verse 33 says where it says you don't have to worry about all these things, your food, your clothing, all the means in which you have. He says just seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. Woo, somebody shout, it's coming my way. Glory to God. Look at 1 Peter 5. 1 Peter 5 verse 7. 1 Peter 5 7 says this. Casting, and this is amplified, casting all, the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries. How many of them? How many? Did he leave any out? He said, cast them all on him. Notice what it says, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, listen, once and for all on Jesus. On Jesus. Why should I cast them on Jesus? Because he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Jesus cares about your life. The word casting or to cast means this, to throw upon. To throw upon. In other words, he's saying, I want you to take your anxieties, your worries, your cares, and I want you to throw them off on me. I want you to throw them off on me. And it goes on to say it means to fling with a quick toss. It means to fling with a quick toss. And I'm telling you what, some of you need to quickly throw some of these things off that's trying to come on you. I'm telling you, anxiety will try to come on you. There's people that's having anxiety attacks. You know, we've heard of anxiety attacks. Well, there's people that's uh, uh, having anxiety attacks coming upon them. The Bible says you need to throw it off on him. You need to fling those things off on him and with a quick toss. In other words, I kind of look at it like this. You need to, as soon as something tries to get a hold of you, you need to throw it off. Did you hear me? As soon as something tries to get a hold of you, anxiety, worry. Now, there's a lot of people worry. They worry. They don't have to worry. They just do worry. They just got this, uh, 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 have you ever heard anybody make a statement, they're a worry wart? Well, do they have wart, wart removers, don't they? What's that stuff called? Uh, uh, you can get stuff to uh, remove warts. Well, if you're a worry wart, then you need to get the Word of God because it's a worry wart remover. Hallelujah. And this is one scripture that are to make you feel better. All you got to do is say, Jesus, you know. He said, I know the things that you have need of before you ask. 
So I know everything that's going on in your life. Listen, this, this whole thing that hit the United States of America and the world did not catch God off guard. He didn't say, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Jesus, this, this thing is a pandemic now. What are we going to do? He said, I tell you what, 2,000 years ago, I made provisions for this and put stripes on my son's Jesus' back for this healing. I gave him a psalm that says no evil will befall him. No plague will come nigh their dwelling. I've already made provision. So, God, you've done made provision for my health, my strength, my provision everything that I have need of, so I'm just going to cast this over on you and I'm going to fling it off on you suddenly and quickly in Jesus' name. Woo! Makes me want to preach. I I wrote this down there, to throw from you to Jesus. To throw from you to Jesus. Hallelujah. Some people, uh, if you're not careful, you'll, 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 you'll do your... You're casting your cares like you would play baseball or pitch with your kid. You notice what happens when you play pitch with your kid? You throw it to him, he throws it back to you. You throw it to him, he throws it back to you. You throw it to him, he throws it back to you. Listen, that's what the devil wants you to do with him. He wants you to play pitch with him. He wants to throw it to you, and you say, I'm going to throw it, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to. He throws it back, but here's the problem. We just keep trying to catch it, or we keep catching it. So you're going to have to let that thing get away from you. And you need to throw it to Jesus. If you're going to play pitch with anybody, you're going to play with Jesus because I've done cast it over on him. He has it. He's taking care of my situation. Amen? So we can't afford to hold on to some things that are causing disturbance in our minds. That's causing us to be having anxiety attacks is what some people call it. The care, casting your care over on him, the care is uh, uh, it's through the idea of distraction. It's through the ideal of distraction to cast your distractions over on him. Listen, there's, there, the devil has brought in a distraction to cause people to get their focus on him and what he's doing rather than what God's done and what he's doing. The Noah Webster's 1828 Dictionary of Care means... Concern. It means anxiety. It means solicitude. Some degree of pain in the mind from apprehension of evil. And I'm telling you, Jesus said, I want you to throw this over on me. Praise God. Can you do that today? Can you just sometimes, you know, let me, let me just uh, encourage you parents or you, you husbands and you wives. You need to sit down with your children and assure them everything's going to be all right because God is on your side and he's for you and he's your source. Because sometimes kids, kids just don't understand what's going on and they need to understand this. God loves you. Amen. Look in Hebrews 12 too, the Amplified. Hebrews 12 too, the Amplified. Now I know I'm running out of time this morning. Look at what it says. It says, looking away from all that will distract to Jesus. Looking away from all that will distract to Jesus. Well, who is Jesus? The Word. Looking away from all that will distract to the Word. Listen, we've got to quit looking at the distractions and start looking at our our source of our supply of our peace and our joy. We need to look to Him it goes on to say, who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive of our belief, and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity 
and perfection. And so we got to understand, we, we, can, we can be sidetracked or we can be uh, uh, distracted about what's not going on or what's not being happening or, 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 or what we can't do. But I'm telling you one thing, we might, you might not can go to the mall and shop, you might not can go to Dillard's, you might not can go to a restaurant and eat, but you can always sit down at your word and read the Bible. You can always turn on a CD and listen to preaching. You can always do that. Even though we can't be all together, assembled together in the church at one time, praise God, we're assembled together through technology and through the airways, through Facebook, and we thank God for that. So let, just cast your care. If you're dealing with some anxiety and some uh, issues in your... Why don't you just cast those things over on Jesus today, throw them off on Him, and look away from all those distractions and start looking to Jesus. Start seeking first His kingdom and His righteousness. All these other things will be added to you. And I'm telling you, things are going to start Start turning around, getting better. It's getting better right now, anyway. I kind of wrote this down, and uh, last night has. I kind of. I'm just going to say it how I wrote it down. Have you ever had anything more distracting than what's going on in the world right now? And you know, I don't know that I've seen too many other things distract more than what we're seeing going on right now. Every, you, the, everybody's talking about it on the news. Everybody's talking about it. you. You Everywhere you go, there's people's got masks on, and they're, I'm not, not knocking that or anything else. they got gloves on. And, and I told Linda the other day, I said, they even drive down the road in their car with their mask on. And uh, there should be some good air in there. And uh, But I'm thinking, have you ever seen anything like this? And, and you're, you're, your eyes are looking at all that. You're watching all this. You're hearing all this and such as that. And there's a distraction. And so praise God. We, but don't get me wrong. We need to use caution and we need to use wisdom. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking the mass. Praise God. Uh, you do what you feel comfortable about doing and do what they say you need to do wherever you're at. And uh, so we can get this thing all taken care of. And so in the world right now, it, if we're, if, and I wrote this, if we are not careful, it will cause us to focus on what the devil is doing and away from what God has done and is doing. Don't let yourself get distracted from who you are and whose you are. You need to stay focused on God and don't get all t- caught up in all this stuff. Use wisdom. Do what God uh, leads you. Do what our officials t- kind of lead us to do. But I'm telling you, this thing is changing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Y'all believe that? Can I go to a couple of more scriptures for you? Let's go to a couple of more. What else you got to do? Can't even go eat. I got to do a, a wedding uh, Saturday, and they said, "Well, we're going to do a big barbecue. We're going to barbecue for y'all and everything. Or y'all, will y'all come?" I said, "Of course, we get to go out to eat. You know, we're going to be there. We get to go out to eat. Praise the Lord. We ain't going to turn that down." Listen to this: If then you have been raised with Christ, Colossians three one, amplify. If then you have been raised with Christ to a new life, thus sharing His resurrection from the dead, and we have. Aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Verse 2 says, And set your minds and keep them set on what is above, the higher things, not on the things that are on the earth. He says, Get your minds set on the higher things. Honey, there's something a whole lot higher than what we're dealing with right now in the, on the planet. 
But praise God, you need to set your mind. You need to fix your mind on the things that are above. And I tell you what, what's above sickness is healing. What's above lack is provision. What's above uh, turmoil is peace. What's above joy. I'm telling you, you've got to focus on the good things that's going to help you rather than the things that's going to hurt you and hinder your quality of life. And... uh, The Message Bible, I think, is verse 2. It says this, Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle. You're going to like this. Don't shuffle along. Let me get my page ready to turn. It says, Don't shuffle along eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. How not that good? That's a good translation. Praise God. See things from his perspective. Romans 12, 2 says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove for yourself was that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for your life. Hang on to the Word of God. Stick with the Word of God. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Don't give the devil your mind. You have the mind of Christ. So hang on to the Word of God. And I'm going to read this one last passage right here in closing. I hope you've got something out of this today. I'm telling you, God wants you encouraged. And uh, it's going to be in, uh, let's see, where do I want to go? Philippians. Sorry, I don't even know where I'm going. Philippians. Philippians 4. Y'all been hearing this. You're going to hear it again. It says in verse 6, in my closing scriptures, and I'm going to go ahead and read this in the Amplified. It says, Do not fret or have anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition, definite request, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And verse 7 says this, And God's peace shall be yours that tranquil state of soul, of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God and being, con- con- and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace, which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus." Praise God that the Word of God, the peace of God, the power of God will bring peace into your life and will mount garrison over your life. I heard a preacher just preaching this the other day, and he said, literally, God says, I'm going to cover you with myself. I'm going to guard you with myself. So God's given you everything that you need that pertains to life and godliness. Don't live in fear. Don't live in worry. Stay in peace. Trust God. Things are changing. This too shall come to pass. And then it goes on to say, and I want you to hear this verse here. For the rest, brethren, here's what he said. Here's how he told you what you need to do to stay in peace. Here's what you need to do to stay in peace. For the rest, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence and is honorable, and seemly, 
Whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your minds on them. Fix your minds on the good things, on the things that are good and lovely and honest. And that's how he said you're going to have peace. If you let all these outside forces uh, come in and start bombarding your mind, I'm telling you something, you're going to be playing those movies over and over and over again. You're going to be uh, having those imaginations that are going to be uh, the worst case scenarios. And so you need to get the word going, that movie screen on, that the word of God says all is well. God's for you. He's not against you. And he'll never leave you and he'll never forsake you. He'll be with you until the end of this age. And he will not leave you at all. So love God today. Worship God today. Praise God today. And I'm telling you something, things will turn around in your life. Don't keep listening to the, all the doomy and gloomy stuff that's going on in the world. That's right. Listen to the Word of God. Yes. Speak to yourself. Encourage yourself in the Lord, the Bible says. So encourage yourself and let God be God Hallelujah. to you. Amen.